happy Monday and welcome back to You Uplifted Beautiful Souls. I am jumping out of my skin here. So before I get into the usual intro, allow me to say that this is going to be a wonderful special episode. (laughs) And now that I've started there, (laughs) my name is Safa. I am your host. I am an intuitive life coach as well as a women's health and wellness coach. And oh my gosh, I have such a treat for you. I, like I said, I'm jumping out of my skin today. So special episode, we're going to be having guests that have been with us before already talk about the energy that we see and the things that we are perceiving for 2021. So without further ado, here are my beautiful guests. I'm going to let them introduce themselves one at a time, little by little. So let's start with, uh, let's start with Amber. Say hello, Amber. Hello, how's everyone doing? I'm Amber Alexis. I am a marketing and energetics business coach. Um, I'm all about helping women really live beyond the measures, beyond status quo, and scale to as many as much as 10K a month and beyond in their businesses. Awesome. Thank you, Amber. And then we've got Tori Rarick. Tori, say hello. Hello, everyone. My name is Tori. I'm a mindfulness guide. My gift is connection, creating communities, and helping people tap into their own intuitions. I'm so excited to be here today. Yay, I'm so happy you're back. Okay, and then we've got Viola. Hug Viola, say hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) Um, So I I feel like this is like so fun. It's like in class when everyone gets a turn. (laughs) I'm like nervous, excited now. But (laughs) I'm a psychic expansion coach and channel and I do a lot of really cool things, but I really help people tap into limitless wealth, abundance, pleasure, joy, like all the things through spirit, making massive amounts of wealth in their purpose and their passion. And I specifically work with high level entrepreneurs to like scale beyond just like making the money and enter so much depth (laughs) and all the things. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then last but not least, my wonderful guest, Melissa Tipton. Say hello. 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 I'm so excited to be here. Um, So I'm Melissa. I'm a Jungian witch and an author. I've written a couple of books on Reiki and I teach courses in how to apply principles of Jungian psychology to magic, things like spell work and tarot and all kinds of cool stuff um, with the goal being using Jungian psychology to make your magic so much more potent and effective while also just changing your life and making it super awesome. So yeah, that's my obsession, just Jungian psychology and magic. I love it. Yes. Okay. So again, I love each and every one of these ladies. We were just chatting a little bit before we got officially started with the show about our intention, or at least my intention with getting everybody together for this episode. And basically, I wanted to do something that wasn't going to be the standard. Okay, this new year, these are my goals. This is what I want to achieve, all of that. I want to go a little bit deeper and get a sense of what we are um, intuiting, what we are feeling as to the upcoming energy for 2021 things that might be showing up consistently for us or things that we may even think have been a step up or a step into from 2020. So I'll start (laughs) and I'll share a little bit about the prevalent energy that I've been really tapping into over the last like couple of weeks and months in terms of the movement of the energetic flow. So 2020, we started out and I immediately had a sense that it was going to be a cleansing year, right? It just felt that way from day one, January 1st. And 
and it very clearly has been. It's been a very interesting, very powerful, unearthing, very much tapping into the almost the Kali aspect of the year, right? That very beautiful goddess energy of of unearthing, of destruction, but in a sense that is going to be creative. So very much tapped into that. And over the last couple of weeks, as I've been thinking about this, I've been feeling like 2021 the sense I get for it is there's three things that come to mind. And the first one is I'm getting a sense of allowance, like just giving ourselves permission to allow all that comes up from not just from the unearthing we've undergone this year, but everything else that shows up. Also getting a very deep sense of rewilding, reconnecting to that inner goddess, reconnecting to that sacredly divine feminine, that wild nature that is so much deeply engraved in each and every one of us, but also so much muted, like so very quelled down on purpose to just try to keep us sort of at bay. And the third element, I actually want to pull a card from my goddess oracle deck today see what that gives us and i've pulled Teresa of avila so this is our lady of the interior life she is asking us to go very internal to pay a lot of attention trust the answers that we find within ourselves and know that the presence of love is real and i think that that's really well like it's just really well tied off bow it feels like to me also interesting because she shows up today the day that we are recording this is a full moon eclipse. So and the specific energy that is coming through on this day is all about knowing that we are going to be okay. So to pull her on a day like today, when we are talking about something like this, I've got chills. Yep. Ladies, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? So one of the things, as soon as you said interior life, everything was just lighting up in me. um, Because one of the big themes for certainly not just me in 2020 has been going inward. I felt in the beginning of quarantine, I just started getting the sense that it was like entering this alchemical vessel, all of us individually going into these alchemical vessels where, you know, we couldn't some, in some cases, couldn't really leave our houses. We were often alone and we were really confronted with ourselves. And one of the things about alchemy um, that has been feeling just so just like this thread throughout this entire year has been one of the first stages of alchemy is this separation. Like you're separating out um, all of these different things that formerly were just all jumbled up together. And so I feel like as we've had this time alone, we've started to separate and discern the pieces and parts of ourselves, some of which the ego might not like as much. And this process of hopefully over this year, and this is what I'm seeing going into next year, being able to welcome back home those parts that the ego has been very forcefully rejecting, maybe for a long time, Mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves to just feel more whole into ourselves instead of needing all of these external things to try and kind of help us distract ourselves from the ways that we don't feel whole. Oh, oh my gosh, that externalization has been such a hot topic for me this year. So I I agree with you. And it's part of the Jungian idea, right? It's that shadow work. Yeah. So Viola, I saw you. Oh my gosh, I was like lighting up. (laughs) I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, And that's like, the when you said about like the parts bringing back up the parts of ourselves that the ego has maybe been rejecting or not fully accepting of like 
This is something for me personally that's been huge this year. And I'm seeing it so often my clients and that vibe moving into 2021, I really see it as this like, um, it's almost like unapologetically and almost with like a little bit of like rebellion stepping into just our most biggest self, right? You know, like there, there's been so many layers for me, like one of the areas that I teach in is pleasure and sexuality. And that's been one of the most repressed areas in my life for a long time. Right. And then it's kind of just like, suddenly it just like it cracked open out of me this year. And I was just like, why did I ever feel shame or weirdness around this? And now I'm just like, I don't give an F who sees me or hears me talk about this stuff, you know, and I see this all the time. So I think it's like really just claiming what's coming up through us unapologetically and boldly and allowing yourself to trust that exactly what your, that like little niggle is, is what you're meant to be standing up in and leading in and teaching in and growing in. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I curious. It's I I love the way that the universe works. Okay. So I'm just going to throw that out first. It's all the conversations that have been coming up over the last, like literally two to three days are showing up. So I love that. And yes, I, it's curious because there are so many little places where us as women, or even if we identify as women, but those of us who carry that feminine energy within us and all of its forms have been for so long, almost kept aside or told to stay within a certain range or not to, or that we should, or that we have to. And I am seeing so clearly, and I have been seeing so much for the last year and a half to two years, really strongly more amplified than ever before, that call of the divine feminine to step up into every single aspect of that sacred feminine, all of the archetypes, you know, the lover and the sensual, like the warrior and the strength, like the mother and the tenderness and all the things I could go on and on and on because there's so many archetypes, but I'm seeing all of these show up and demand to be honored and to be upheld in a really powerful way. So I love that you even went as far as that as to say like, dude, my sexuality, my sensuality, I'm all about that. Cause yes, I feel that in my soul. Yes, this is Tori here. And I just want to tune in and amplify what the women are already saying and give my peace because at the beginning of lockdown, I actually conceived a little goddess who is on her way. And this is fascinating for me, the synchronicity, because I had planned on having one child and she will be my second. However, I did put a picture, an image of a little girl on my vision board. I had been working so closely with the inner child this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the returning to ourselves. And so now that (laughs) she is coming to fruition, um, I have this confidence that everything else on my vision board is part of the manifestation that is coming. This is just such a tangible example. Um, So she's giving me that confidence. And I have a, a son. And so this returning of the goddess, this rising of the feminine is so potent and bold within me. This woman inside is already teaching me how to show up in new ways that, you know, my lineage has not in a way that I've been able to witness before. And so maybe some of you are feeling this ancestral tie both backwards and forwards. I know that I am, and I feel this duty to show up and do the healing work. And 
what the healing work has meant for me has been that wholeness, that returning to the mother, returning to my womb space. And so Viola was sharing about sexuality and there's so much tied up in our wombs. There's this pleasure and there's creation and there's trauma and it's the wholeness and it's the returning to that place of ourselves where we can really shine and discover who we are. Mm, yeah, Amber. <laughs> I'm just so into everything that's happening right now. Um, So I think something that also comes up in for 2021 um, is a lot of like letting go fully. I think the beginning of 2021 is going to be a huge full release into everything that we learned in 2020. And I think the other half of 2021 is going to be the blossoming beyond belief. And I think what's been what you guys are kind of reminding me of is what happened in my life personally in 2020, where like destruction happened in my life in 2020. It was just like everything I knew was dismantled. And it was like the biggest learning lesson I've ever had to go through in my adult life. And it was so powerful. And it just tied into my business because I realized like we're taught this way of doing business a certain way. And like it does, we're taught in the masculine way. And I think like in we're taught in such masculine ways of doing business. And like, that's how I was taught. That's how I was taught to be successful. And like in 2020, I feel the shift so much. And like maybe because I'm in that space, in the business space that I'm like, I feel the power is not going to come from masculine. The power is going to come from the feminine, from the intuitive, like really stepping into like, how can I intuitively create, create from this place of that's going to help the, the majority of women or men whoever you help but um that's what's coming up to me like success is going to be the feminine and finding that balance between the two not just obviously we're not overcorrecting here but it is finding that balance and and finding that within yourself and letting go continuously letting go and being bold is the two things i was just talking to tori about this actually is like be bold and like let go like let go and truly let go of what no longer serves you because if we don't let go i think that's gonna we're going to just keep repeating the 2020 lessons if we're just like holding on to this, like whatever this life was meant to be or person that we thought we were in 2020. It's like, no, let go and like be very fierce and very bold in 2021. Oof, oh my gosh. You just, each and every one of you just gave me chills. I mean, I really have chicken skin right now, but in, impressive because it is, it is that sense of reawakening the balance point. But the reason why we focus so much with the sacred feminine, the divine feminine right now is because it has been quelled and put away for so long. It is like reawakening in such a powerful way that literally people who maybe even half a year ago wouldn't have even considered these words, anything to mean something to them are, are perking up and going, wow, okay, what is this divine feminine thing? What is this goddess energy that we have? And you're absolutely right. That ability to let go is intrinsic nature to that divine feminine because what it can do as a chalice, we've got the imagery of the chalice as the woman, right? And it's got the ability to both give and receive an equal measure. And it's a constant influx. We can take and give all the time. That's where that creative space resides because we create, but we create from the feminine point so distinctly and so much more differently than we do when we are just entrenched on even the positive side of the sacred masculine, which is also very beautiful in its own essence. But we just come from like such a different and unique space. And what I like about that too is from everything that you all were just saying is that ability to be immersive 
I think that when we, and I say this, I think probably ad nauseum, but where we run into spaces in our lives where there's a lot of resistance or where there's a lot of need to force something to happen, usually that's where we need to start letting go, surrender, 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 and allow. I, I go back, see, I think I'm going back to that word for a reason for 2021 in terms of, and even starting now, allow, if things are falling out of your life, they're falling out of your life for a reason, people, places, situations allow just be in that space and I know it's not always pleasant sometimes it hurts and again we go back to the shadow work idea when we do shadow work it's not pleasant it's not all about just writing down one word and looking at that word every morning although that does help but it's about so much more deep inner work um I I have like so many things I want to say right now but I firstly I love you all and then secondly (laughs) secondly I think there's like when we talk about like the old way of like masculine way of doing things, I feel like a lot of that as well as the very wounded masculine, right? Because it's not necessarily the sacred divine masculine, which is amazing and so necessary and still a part of all of us because all creation comes from both. But it, it is so interesting because I often talk about this concept of like the soul and the human. And I like totally love both parts of ourselves. The human does carry the ego. It does carry the fear. It does carry the ancestral um, trauma, but also the ancestral gifts, you know, it, it, um, carries a lot of that, but also it's where we experience everything we want to experience as humans. Right. And the soul is kind of like the energy that's there to guide us. And so sometimes we get confused. We think the the humans here to lead us, but it's actually the soul and the human can just implement it and apply it and experience it. Right. The, the human's experiential part. And when we think about masculine and feminine energy, I think that's kind of where we're coming back to where, um, in the past, it was very much of like, what's real? What can I see? What's in front of me that I can react to and and respond to? And with this di- divine feminine awakening, it's almost like we're remembering that we're meant to be led by that intuitive nature and all the other pieces fit in to make it happen, to experience it, to heal it, you know, to have all of that move through us. And so when we think about 2021, I think it's also so important to remember that we're not it's not like when the clock strikes 12, 2020 is over and the pandemic's gone and like (laughs) everything's finished. It's like not going to be like that. But I think it's so important for us to really center in this place of like, what did we really take away from here and letting things go? Like I started my business with a brand, Abundant Babes. I've literally let that go. Like December 30th is the last day that I'm having anything to do with that brand anymore, which feels huge. And I'm completely changing direction in terms of like where I'm putting my energy and it's just like crazy, but it's so, so, so important to center in the lessons and just trust, 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 even though it's uncomfortable because nobody's comfortable this year. Like, Mm -hmm. trust me. (laughs) I have to go back to childbirth because that is obviously on the forefront of my mind, but what the sacral and this experience of pregnancy and birth has taught me and is reminding me again is that we don't choose the journey. And so this surrender that's coming up, that is what you have to do during labor. And the word transition is also coming up for me. And how can I make it pleasurable? Of course, there are going to be pressure and labor pains. Like that is, that's part of it. But then the wholeness of the womb again. So how can I introduce pleasure into the transition? How can I trust my body? I can apply that to every process. How can I trust the process, bring the pleasure in? And for me, that 
that number five, that change, that transition, um, Viola, your business. I want to hear actually from Melissa, if there's anything that you can bring into the conversation about 2021 being a Hierophant year, uh, the number five, and just how we can embrace that. Uh, because I get really excited about change. I'm all about that. I think that's why all of us are in the realms that we're in. We embrace that. Um, and so I'm looking at it from this motherhood pregnancy perspective, and that has a lot of wisdom, but I'm wondering what maybe uh, the tarot can, can share with us. Yes, I want to know. I love that question. So, oh God, there's so much I could say about this. So one of the things about that five card, the Hierophant, there's this idea of traditions and what is sacred to us, what is worth continuing to pass on to future generations. And even just within our own lives, our own life history, what is worth carrying forward day by day by day. And one of the other things that in a lot of decks, you'll see the Hierophant is usually carrying something that indicates polarity or duality. Sometimes it's keys, one with a sun, one with a moon. Sometimes it's the directions that he's pointing his hands. But there's this, this recognition of the importance of polarity. Um, and that is one of the things that I'm feeling is going to be so huge. I mean, it's kind of, we've got this huge crash course in how intense polarity can be this year. I mean, even things like wearing masks or not wearing masks becoming this like hugely divisive political statement. It's like, it's, we've just taken everything um, and turned it into these polar opposites. And then everyone has to figure out which camp you're supposed to be in to be right. And I really feel like the Hierophant is one of those reminders of, are you becoming entrenched in this self-righteous place? that is very wounding to yourself and to others? Or can you really deeply get curious about the traditions that you haven't inherited, the ones that you're contributing to passing on? Can you really bring, truly bring curiosity to that um, so that things can actually change? Because, oh my goddess, we, we definitely are being called to change. And I hope we can, I hope each of us in our hearts can, can respond to that call. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, and it's something that we've brought up a little bit, each of us has kind of touched on it is the idea of like the ancestral, you know, and the and all of that information and how that can be used to further ourselves versus just the opposite side end of the hierophant when it is upside down versus staying so stuck in our ways that the rigidity doesn't allow for any kind of fluidity, which is that other aspect of everything that we've sort of mentioned, because both energies, you know, both polarities exist within a realm of presence. Like it doesn't mean that male is better than female or vice versa. They're just both sides of the same coin. And so in as much as both of those also go through um, aspects of self-aware, uh, self-awareness and development into positivity, they can also go into the opposite. And so that's interesting because again, if we can pull out of the, uh, let's call it toxic though, it's kind of one of those words that these days gets thrown around, I think a little too much, but let's call it the toxic masculinity, right? When it's out of ease, let's say that instead. When the masculine is out of ease, just like when the feminine is out of ease, but specifically the masculine, it becomes so rigid that is the opposite energy of that higher fence card where it is like, nope, this is how it is and this is how it's going to be forever. And a lot of us, I think, get brought up under that structure where things are how they quote unquote have to 
quote unquote, should be. And it puts so much energetic strain on each and every one of us. If, if we can bring it back right side up, so to speak, and tap into it from a place where, yeah, we honor this part of ourselves, even our ancestry, and we honor this part of the growth, but we honor it from more of a, uh, a fluid space. And then we marry both, both polarities, the sacred male and the sacred uh, feminine. Then I think we've got this really grand opportunity to reframe the way in which we all see the world. One of the things um, that I keep hearing is the allowing and the surrender. I'm loving that. And it's reminding me of this quote. Uh, this is from Jung, like what we resist persists. Uh, and it definitely feels like this call again to use the, the triggers that there are just an abundance of them in life. <laughs> use those triggers to go deeper and look at, okay, this is touching on something in me that I haven't been in right relationship with. And, you know, we've been talking about the masculine and the feminine and the, the key is, can, can they be in relationship with each other? It's not that like we, everyone here has been saying, it's not that one is good and one is bad. It's just when they're not in relationship to each other, whichever one has been disowned becomes the other that we're then afraid of and we demonize. And that's where so many wonky things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about the noise, by the way, just and I will throw the question out to you, ladies, because I haven't actually had a chance to look this up yet. But do we know is the Hierophant like the energy of 20, uh, 2021 that we're pulling? Because I know that this year, we were on Emperor. Um, and so maybe the Emperor is moving into the Hierophant. Anybody else know? <laughs> no, I guess we'll have to do more research. In the that's meantime, yes, that's what you've heard. Okay, cool. I think going on to something Melissa said, it's just something that keeps coming up is like don't be afraid of don't be afraid like that's the like what the energy that's coming up is like don't be afraid of like anything that's coming up intuitively any shifts that are coming or have come or also conversations like don't be afraid of having these conversations don't be afraid of like showing your truest self in 2021 and that's what like that's what keeps coming up to me because I feel like Every time we like want to show up or like we want to have this conversation or we want to let go of something, we feel this instant fear of like, but what if like this changes everything? And that's exactly it. Like, what if it changes everything, you know? And it's like, we really have to like step into that. And I think like we are all very aware, very in tuned, you know, but I am trying to, I'm thinking of like people who are like a little more not constantly like doing the practices. Like I'm thinking of my sister and I'm thinking of these and I'm like, you know, they have this fear that's like not as easy to just overcome. It's not just like, oh, fear. I love it. Let's dive into that. <laughs> you know, that's us. <laughs> More people are like fear. Let me run as fast as I can the other direction of fear, you know? So it's like, I want to like to those who are feeling that, like, I want to give you this like opportunity to explore what that means to you. Like, what does fear mean to you right now? Like, how can you maybe not dive fully into it, but really start being okay with being afraid with what's coming and then learning that fear is just a sign of just just exploration it's not you know it doesn't mean anything bad or good um um, I mean certain situations but like you know for the most part um so really just stepping into that I think for 2021 and like learning how to be okay with certain fears that are coming up and just stepping into what would that be like if I just addressed this fear um and that's what something just keeps coming up when Melissa said afraid. I was like, oh, that, that feels like a very big energy for this next coming year. Just releasing, like, don't be afraid. Like, just do it. Just do it. 
kind of in a way. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. It's true. Um, and then yeah, Viola, I see you. I'm totally gonna let you get in there. Um, but just to validate what Amber just said, if you're a listener who maybe you're sitting there listening to all of us going, what in the world are these women talking about? Like, I don't understand a single word that's come out of their mouths. Just to validate you in a way to know we've, you know, we are very much deeply invested in the practice of getting to know ourselves better and more deeply every single day. So this is where a lot of that verbiage comes from. It's a lot of where that understanding comes from. But if you are just someone who isn't used to this, allow me to say you've got room within yourself to grow into this space where you can have conversations with yourself, where just like Tori was saying, you can sit down with your younger self and your inner child and heal from that space and start learning from your core wounds and start leaning into your divine feminine and start leaning into the divine masculine as well and grow from that space where when fear shows up, it isn't something that paralyzes you, but rather empowers you. And I think a lot of that, um, the last thought I had on that was also brings to mind the fact that a lot of us are living times of uncertainty right now. A lot of us are in a space where we don't even know, like there is no, there's no like what, you know what I mean? But instead of throwing into anticipation and allowing fear to completely take over, lean into that space a little bit and know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, that you're going to be okay. I know when I say those words and you're in a very tough spot, this is going to sound like doo-doo. You know, you're going to be like, oh, please, this lady is crazy. But I promise you, if there's one thing I have learned from the universe in so many trials and tribulations of myself is that you will be okay. So yeah, Viola. (laughs) Mm, I love that. And I think that, you know, for those of you that are listening right now, you are led here for a reason. Like maybe you're binging this podcast already, or maybe you've stumbled upon it. A part of you, even if you're just like having difficulty resonating with it, a part of your soul knows it's true. So that's why you're here. Let's be honest. Um, And the, the, concept that I love to kind of like play around with and I like to be playful with like a lot of self-development stuff like even fear because it's kind of kind of like if we're like I have to change and da 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 it feels like so rigid and freaky sometimes that we put so much pressure on ourselves but we're like eh, what if we could just like see what happens and it's a lot more fun um but playing around with this idea and tapping into this innate knowing and wisdom which isn't inside all of us that we are actually innately worthy and we are actually innately of abundance, right? Like that's just what we are. Abundance isn't something that we experience when we get paid or we like win something. Abundance is our innate birthright. It's our energy. So is worthiness. And when we can remind ourselves of that, if it's like a little mantra, we have to remind ourselves of, or just even start exploring that idea and seeing how you can find truth of that in your own life, then when we are faced with fear, when we are called out on our belief system, when we are realizing that some of the ways that we may have been living aren't necessarily in accordance with the true integrity integrity that we want to live with, and then it's scaring us because it's like freaky deaky, of course it is. It's like we can remind ourselves of that innate worthiness and innate abundance And it's almost like this, okay, well, if I'm abundant anyway, if I'm worthy anyway, then I can trust that I'm being led to my most centered, my most aligned space. And there's only more abundance and only more wholeness to experience in these places. One of the things that's coming to mind with this abundance theme, loving this, is this idea that, again, I'm always going to be coming from this Jungian point of view, but this idea of wholeness of bringing together the conscious and the unconscious selves, which 
even separate, but certainly together, they're staggeringly vast. Like who we are is so beyond our comprehension. It's so vast. And I have found in my own life that the more I accept more and more and more parts of myself, um, the more abundant I feel because I just start to get in touch with what, you know, this natural abundance that I am. Um, and it's only when I start rejecting myself, like, oh, this part isn't, oh, I, that will be okay only if I fix it. And I start to feel lacking. Um, so that, yeah, that message is really coming through strongly for me. And one other thing, the fear thing reminded me of a wisdom teaching one of my witchcraft teachers shared with me. Uh, I don't know where this originally came from, but the saying is where there's fear, there's power. So those are the places that we really want to go into because it's juicy, juicy stuff. Ah, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Chills all up and down my spine. I can't even. And it's so important. It's that essence um, of the element of embracing all of the wholeness of ourselves and knowing that we're not broken. You know, it always, always, always breaks my heart when my clients say, oh, I'm, I'm messed up or I'm broken or I've got to fix this. And I know where it's coming from because I've, I've had that sense within myself for a very long time as well. But I can tell you that you are not broken and you are not messed up. You've got just room within yourself, like Viola said, to play. You've got room within yourself to get exper experiential or experimental. I forget the word, but you, you've got room to discover more about yourself. And in that, you get even more and more creative and bring about more and more abundance and more and more healing. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you turn around, you look, and you're no longer the same person you were not even a day ago. And it is so powerful. I love that. Oh, my goodness. But ladies, let me ask you, okay, who else pulled cards for today? Tori, Amber. Okay, Tori, can we get you? Because you've got your own deck, darling. I want to hear about this. Okay, I just had to lay into um, divine timing, which ties into the card. I went and picked this up just a little bit ago when we were chatting because I wanted to share my card of the day. I journal every morning and I took it upon myself to create my own deck, the Follow Your Heart Oracle deck, because Oracle was one of those ways that I was able to connect with my intuition from a place of thinking it was the connection was non-existent, which is not true, but it, it, it is a practice. And so that's why I created the deck. And you're right. It's brand new. It's so beautiful. And I journal every morning. So I sat down to do that first thing. That's what I like to do, be in my energy. And I was kind of taken aback when I pulled my card this morning because I was expecting something else. But now that all five of us are here talking, it's making a lot of sense. So the card I pulled this morning is patience. And the very simple symbolism in this card is five circles. Uh, again, five is that number of change. We have the color orange here tying into our sacral chakra. We're all speaking about letting go, allowing transition. And so when I pulled this, um, you know, I have different ways of tapping in and tuning in. But this morning, I asked the daughter gestating in my belly what she wanted to bring through. And, and this was it. And I thought, patience, like I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm doing things. Um, but it's not so much that patience is about waiting. But I think that patience is about being ready. Patience is about that pleasure first, which a couple of us are starting to allude to now when having fun with that process pausing when we need to taking that breath in and also just persevering through through the trials and through the confusion and through the fear having patience with the process that things are shifting little by little or big by big um 
So I just love that this has come up and I'm so excited that you just called on me and I waited for my time to share. And hear it. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I love it. Amber, what'd you get? Uh, I'll share um, um, in a second, but the patience makes so much sense, Tori, though. Like it just, it's so like when you said that word, I was like, that's exactly what this energy feels like. <laughs> I was like, it just really is that patience. But then I actually got also um, moving forward fear, fear, fearlessly. So that was like my card. And I think that was divine to the patients. It's just like connected. Everything is interconnected. Yeah. Good. Yes. Go ahead. I, I think with patience, oh. what, what feels good to me is, is knowing that you're what Viola said, it's like knowing that you are taken care of, like you're always provided for, you're always safe. Like we have this fear sometimes that like, if we don't do this, like we're not going to, you know, make this certain income or this is not going to happen or whatever. But the truth is like, you are always provided for, like, you're always safe. Like you'll never not have what you need. Like it is the truth. Right. So I think that's what comes up when I hear patients. It's like knowing that, like really trusting in that. And then when you trust in that, what you want is going to manifest beyond like within seconds is what always happens like every time. So um, and then moving forward, fearlessly is all we've been talking about for 2021. <laughs> yeah, Melissa. I just had a thought with the two cards coming together in this really powerful way. Um, so the patience brought to mind, I don't remember what I was reading. I'm sure it was something Jungian, but <laughs> I don't remember what I was reading recently, but there was this whole section on giving yourself enough time for your authentic kind of soul-led desires to bubble up. Um, that we're so trained to just kind of grasp for this is what the thing I want now or now. And, and, you know, there's, we can never really get enough of what we don't really need. And so we'll just always be grasping for those things, grasping, grasping, grasping. And so those two cards together, I'm just imagining myself, this is a reminder that I really need more days <laughs> than I would care to admit of just giving patience to those desires. I don't need to immediately satisfy whatever pops into my head in the moment, but just giving patience for those desires to come through. And then that fearless movement, that forward movement, it's like once our soul has been heard and we're like, yes, this is the desire that lights me up from head to toe, that momentum is just unstoppable. So that's kind of how those two cards are just merging together for me. Mm, I have to speak on this too, because I think that's where also we tap into limitless abundance as well, because when we think about like, what can I do? What milestone can I hit? How much time can I put in? How productive can I be? Which are often thoughts that come into our mind because they're very conditioned thoughts in society. Those are all limited things. You know what I mean? Like we cap what our goal is. There's only a limited amount of time that we have. There's a limited amount of energy we have at a time before we refuel ourselves, you know, like it, those are all limited. So sometimes when we're focusing on those types of goals or th those types of things, and we like think, oh, my goal is to do this. So I have to execute that straight away or whatever it is. There's kind of like a cap, but when we're focusing on what feels really good to me, like pleasure, joy, what lights me up, like those things are limitless, right? Where there's never like a cap on how much pleasure you can feel. So that was just totally resonating because that's what my past couple of months have been like as well for me, because like I said, like I've gone through a bit of a, like I've, you know, stopped everything that I'd been previously doing in my business and pivoted. But in that time I had this like moment of fear, right? This was a couple of months ago where I was like, 
But if I'm not launching what I used to launch and I don't know what I'm launching next, how am I going to make money? You know, like it was just a split second. And then I was like, I just have to trust. And literally all I've been doing for the past two months is focusing on pleasure, really exploring my wounds, like journaling on what I want, just like chatting with my husband and my coach, playing with my baby, like all the things. And literally I've had my highest income month, like of the year, second highest income month ever this month. And I've literally launched nothing in two months. Like I just like, I don't have to get it, but I get it because those things are where we're accessing limitlessness. Right. And so it just felt like that's such a vibe of just like fully tuning into yourself. And then when you know what it is, then like move forward fearlessly with that. Don't let the stories of, but what if, what if people don't get it? What if I'll be rejected? What if, if I speak my truth this loudly, I'll whatever, you know, like that's where we really have to be reminded to speak Mm -hmm. so boldly and just do the damn thing. Do the damn thing. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) No, I love it so much. And it's I as I'm listening to all of you talk about that, it also puts to mind just this idea of giving ourselves a chance to really, really listen and to know and understand because I think and I'm I'm very guilty of this. And I've said it before on the show is that I like when I get very passionate about something, I go like balls to the wall, like I just go so hard all the time. But I and what happens is I tend to bypass all of the little signs that are telling me, hey, wait, 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 stop, you got to slow down, you got to look at this. And so it goes back to like the patience as well, where it's like, pause for a second. I mean, things take time to really sink in, to get deeply rooted, to develop, to fall away, to come back, to do whatever it is that they need to do. It takes time. And in allowing ourselves, I go back to that word again, and allowing ourselves to be in the full spaciousness of I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm okay. And I will be provided for this is where all of this magic starts to come in. And that is also, I think where we give ourselves the chance to go internal enough and say, okay, I've got this aspect of myself that I really want to work into. And whenever this shows up in my life, this brings about fear and it brings about, I don't know, stagnation, or it stops my growth energetically and monetarily and whatever else. What can I do to love into that space and allow it to really start flowing again? And how can I shift perspectives? And sometimes it literally means taking such a hard step back that you really think the whole world is going to end you know, and I know, I mean, and sometimes it means like uprooting so much that you feel like you're letting everybody down, quote unquote, or like you're doing all the things you're not quote unquote supposed to, or that quote unquote, you shouldn't. So, and I say that because I feel like if you, if you haven't already felt this in your body, those are the words that most often will get you stuck. I have to, it's such a heavy energetic. I need to, or I should, or I can't, or all of these words, the way that they land in our bodies is very telling of what's coming about. Mm -hmm. And again, this imagery of creation in the womb, this gestating child, I come back to that nine, 10 month timeline. We don't get pregnant and then have the baby two months later. There is a timeline that we trust and that is necessary for us to adjust and get used to what we are creating and to get everything just right and for the proper process to take place. And as we get closer to the uh, birthing process, so often we are slowing down 
Um, we are resting more. And in this condition society where it's go, 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 not everyone has that luxury, but um, it's encouraged that you step back and rest, that you prepare your body um, and and create the space for that to come through, which means not necessarily more action because you're preserving that energy for that final push. And so I'm just resonating with, with what everyone's saying on taking the time, allowing proper time and space, and sometimes stepping totally away from the action part of the process to allow whatever your body or whatever naturally needs to occur to, mm -hmm. to happen. And it's so hard for us to do because we've become so deeply entrenched in that we, we can't or shouldn't. That's like a no-no. Like taking a step back is a big no-no in our society. But yeah, Viola. I just really, Tori, every time you talk, I'm just like, I feel the vibes because I told you earlier that I just had my baby six months ago and my pregnancy and my birth was just like the ultimate surrender experience. Like I had HG, like hyperemesis, which is like severe nausea and vomiting the entire pregnancy. <laughs> and like at the start, I was traveling full time still. Then my birth and labor was like 52 hours. It was amazing. It was like literally the best experience I've ever had in my life, but it was just so not, everyone says it doesn't go to plan, but it's not that it didn't go to plan. It went exactly how it was meant to for this baby, but it just like was so unpredictable to what I expected, you know? And um, this is just, I'm just resonating with all your analogies. I had to say that. <laughs> I love that. And it's actually really telling for all of us because I think we like to have this idea of what, and I, I'll take it back to the ego since Melissa and I love talking about this so much. So it's kind of like our ego likes to have everything in boxed up little situations. It's got to look this way. It's, you know, it's got to be good or bad. It's got to fulfill these check marks. And if it doesn't, it's bad, you know? And so it's just so interesting because it's true when we allow and when we sit back and just observe the ego freaks out, it starts going back to our old stories and like, no, but you remember this, this happens because of this. And I showed you proof that this happened because of this. And so now we have to look at this and panic about it. <laughs> so it's an interesting situation that we're kind of looping back to that because it's something that I think we all have. Uh, and I think it's also something that's been brought to the forefront this year. We've all been in that energy in one way or another. And it's, in, it's important to acknowledge that even though it's been really intense and very uncomfortable and very scary and hurtful, um, painful, et cetera, that, that doesn't mean that this is the one thing that define us. And it's not the one thing that is going to remain forever. We can still from this space, create something new. We can allow newness to show up. We can allow for magic to exist. We can allow for healing. We can allow for all of these things. And it's fine if that doesn't look the way that we think it should, because that's the other thing. That's, that's where my mind was going. I don't know why it took so long to get there, but it got there. <laughs> We're like, it's uh, it's okay. If it doesn't look the way we think it should have, you know, if we don't have all of the things exactly the way that we thought we were going to have them. Okay. But what do we have showing up in presence? And sometimes that is so much more poof beyond anything we could have even had in our dreams. I, I think it's, it's really trusting that divine timing. Like it, it really is that it's something I come back to all the time in, in, in my business. And when I don't like hit the deadlines I set for myself and and not because like, I don't like hitting deadlines. And I do believe in deadlines, of course. But I think sometimes like, there's something grander happening that your deadline is it's just not gonna work with this grand scheme. And that's okay. And I think it's like, just trusting divine timing this year has been such a beautiful way of surrendering and just be like, there's a bigger plan. And 
every time I've done that, it just magic happens at the end. It's just really like, how can you really dive into 2021 and trust divine timing? Like this divine timing is this grand scheme that will help you with your life purpose, with your, whatever you're creating. Um, And I think that's what's really feeling into this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious also, let me ask um, each of you, do you have any practices or any ways of expressing gratitude at the end of the year or just any specific ways in which you like to close out the year that put you in a heightened vibration for the new year? So like, I'll start with myself and I'll just give you like a quick little example for me. Okay. So my family never really celebrated like the new year in a big way. We, I don't know, we just didn't. And I also think because my mom and I, I suspect my mom is an HSP as I am because she's also very sensitive, maybe not at the same level, but somewhere along the spectrum. So I think for both of us, and we're very empathetic. So I think for both of us, like the loudness of the experience of the new year was never something that we really dug into. So it wasn't really something in our house that we did a lot, but over the years, I've gotten more and more into just making space for gratitude. And I'll either sit down and light a candle for, I'll light three. So usually I light a candle for something that's gone through the year that I'm ready to let go of if I've processed it enough and I've sat with it in a way that it's going to be thanked and allowed to just flow through. Um, I also like to set like an intention, not like a goal or anything like that, but like an intention for where I want to move into the new year. And then I also like to just set a candle for like allowance. Like I just set a candle and it's like, but at the end of the day, this is what I would like. But at the end of the day, whatever will come up will show up for my highest gut. So I usually show, um, I'll set up like three candles and I try to the next morning, try to as much as possible, go into that day with as high a vibe or energy as possible. And I'll either do that during Samhain um, or I'll do it during New Year. Because for me, like this was the first year that I actually did this. And I'll share with you ladies because I haven't shared with anybody yet. So I'll just like let myself uh, share this a little bit with you. So Samhain is one of those things that I like I was of course never allowed to even think about because it was like pagan and it was all this like horrible stuff. Right. Well, this year was the first time I was actually uh, like in a place where I could embrace that fully. And I brought such a powerful like just new energy into that day I could feel the energetic shift completely and I was grateful enough and uh, blessed enough that I could also kind of include my partner in this and I told him hey okay we're opening all the doors we are inviting all of this new energy in we are lighting candles we are like incensing and like all of the he just started laughing and he's like we'll do everything so we did all the things and just draw all that newness in. and I felt so excited so for me my new year has already come but I'm also down for celebrating the like the regular new year as well (laughs) so yeah (laughs) yeah so I have the Samhain thing as well that's definitely my witchy new year um and on Samhain I do like to take on my altar I have this cauldron that over the year any spells or other things that I do all the ashes and things go in there and so on Samhain is when I actually take that outside and with gratitude I bury it and compost it and just kind of reaffirm that I am part of these natural cycles, that I'm not controlling the universe, that I'm very much embedded in these cycles. And along with this divine timing and surrendering that I, my life will work best when I am remembering that. Um, But I do also like you, I love celebrating um, the first of the year, the year as well. And two of the things that I do is I take time off, um, not something that is easy for me to do. And it's just a way of saying like, I, again, like, I don't always have to be in productivity mode. Um, I can't be, that's not useful. And 
to me, this also speaks very much to the divine feminine because the the feminine is cyclical and it's not just all about linear progression and go, 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 go. And I definitely need plenty of reminders of that in my life. So New Year's is that take time off, reset. And then, of course, I love to do a big tarot reading. Um, I do a card for the years that passed, um, like what lessons are like most important for me to retain. And then I do um, a monthly uh, reading for the year ahead. And it always gives me goosebumps. Like I journal the cards, like when I get to that month in the year, going back and looking at the card and it's like, oh, whoa, this was totally spot on. So yeah, that's one of my favorite New Year's practices. I love that. I love that so much. Let's see who else. Viola, do you want to go next? Sure. I also, side note, I'm low-key wondering what everyone's human design is. But <laughs> Oh, okay. We could totally get into that a little bit. <laughs> Um, okay. So my, in most recent years, my like most staple practice is that I always just check in with spirit. I meditate, I journal, like, however it kind of feels, um, intuitive for me to like tap into that. And I ask for anything that I need to know. I used to have very like a rigid idea of like, I got to set my goals and I got to do this from way more of a masculine energy. I really let that go in a big way. I feel like whatever phase I'm in right now, I'm not as attached to like setting specific goals of like, you know, I'm just like, I'm just going to be abundant anyway. Like I have visions obviously and intentions, but it just feels a little bit different now. Um, and on a practical level, I like to reflect because I feel like there's so much wisdom that comes from reflection, like even with what we've been talking about on here, we're reflecting on 2020, going into 2021. It's so powerful. So I like to think of like, what are the lessons I really want to take with me? Like, what did I learn? What went really well for me? What do I want to do differently? Like, what do I want to stand in more? And I kind of like to ask myself those um, prompting style questions. Um, This new year, I'm probably just going to be focusing on like (laughs) self-pleasure, like hanging out with my family and getting in touch with my body and spirit. And I just already know that like, I'm doing what I need to do. And as long as I'm embodied, like bringing my soul into my body and trusting the cues, I'm right on path. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Tori, you want to go next? Yeah, I agree. Viola. I'm much more reflective. Uh, my birthday happens to be January 1st. So it does feel like that big turnover of the year for me specifically. And um, I love to make a vision board. It's I have a giant one. I'm a Libra rising. So I love to make it like so beautiful. It's more of like a collage over um, goal setting. I kind of let that go too. So it's it's all about the dreaminess and also reflecting on the previous year and seeing what came to fruition, which is normally everything in some unique aspect and way. So um, I'll incorporate that meditative practice, maybe pull some cards, a little bit of what each of you are sharing, but I'm big on the visions and just resetting my body and my being. Love it. Amber. Yeah, I pretty much do everything <laughs> that everyone here is doing, you know, uh, really stepping in. And I also right before the new year, I kind of love taking a hike um, um, and just or if you don't have like a hike available, just like being in nature and just really staying in that silence and also that vastness um, is really, really powerful practice that I really like to do. Um, it doesn't need to be on the new year or, but either a couple of days after new year or before, like 
I really like doing that because that's where I like feeling that reflectiveness of like the year that passed. And I think being in nature, there's something about it that really helps you tune in even more without any distractions around you. And you kind of just see that grander scheme of things. But yeah, the intentions, the vision boarding, um, the releasing, all of that is just super powerful practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love everything that I'm hearing from each of you. I'm just so, so glad we had a chance to do this. Okay. And to answer Viola's question, I don't know if everybody knows this, but so last I checked and I, and I haven't delved too deeply into it yet. Right. But I'm a manifesting generator five, two. Does anybody else know their, uh, their, their stuff? Yeah. Tori. I'm a projector and I am a um, one three. You're such a projector. <laughs> and Safa, I, was, I knew you were going to be a manifesting generator, especially when you were talking about your like cues to keep wanting to do something. And then you're just like, but I feel like I should wait. That is just like, <laughs> even though like human design is so much deeper than just like our profile, obviously. Yeah. But um uh, I'm a manifester for six with splenic authority. <laughs> nice. We love that. I know it was interesting. I always say, and I said this um, a couple of episodes ago when I had Jackie Coben on the show talking about the Enneagram that I, I, I like to explore these things because they tell me more about myself. Like it's the same reason I do all of the shadow work. And it's the same reason I do all of the introspective practices. What I also know is that the universe is fluidity, right? So I know that I embody very deep spaces of this one time. And then all of a sudden it changes and I'm out of that. The same thing with like the Myers-Briggs, you know, if I'm an INFJ or whatever, then that was maybe this year, but might've changed next year. I don't know. There's so much and there's nuance and everything. So manifesting generator five, two, but like, also, did you look at this and have you looked at your chart and have you considered? And so there's so many like different little aspects, but it's always cool to, to learn more. Cause it gives you that sense of like, ah, okay. I knew you were like an Enneagram four, or like, I knew you were a projector or whatever it is that you kind of, kind of gives you more insight, not just into yourself, but other people as well. So but that's what, that was a good question, Viola. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, we are coming to time, which makes me sad because I feel like we definitely need to stay a little bit longer. But how about we just do this again sometime soon? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'll let everybody say goodbye and uh, we will sign off. Bye-bye. Thank you everyone so much for connecting with us today. It's been a blast. Yeah. Bye guys, everyone. Bye guys, everyone. <laughs> bye, everyone. Uh, really just remember to step into, into trust in 2021 and let go, let go, just really reflect on letting go and stepping in to your powerful self. What's coming for the next year. Let's mm-hmm. be with you. Bye everyone. Thanks for sharing your energy. And I just want to put out there, I hope everyone will join me in this coming year and just a very dedicated uh, self-care practice so that we can create the world that we want to step into. Love it. Yay. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you.